From the shores of Summer Lake in Tigard, Oregon, it's the Portland Tim Beers Podcast, a show featuring two guys who love craft beer and Portland Timbers soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Jason and Gary. Tim Beers, I'm Jason. And I'm Gary. We're the uh, Portland Tim Beers. We talk about soccer, beer, and pretty much whatever else we want. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Doing good. a little beer tasting. A little beer tasting. What are you tasting? I can't put my finger on it. Beer number one. Beer number one tastes like it's got maybe a hint of vanilla, but I can't quite place the flavor. It is the uh, Backwoods Dreamsicle. Well, it definitely tastes very good. Yeah, I'll give them that. Little Dreamsicle, so probably orange and vanilla. I'm not sure I'm getting a lot of orange out of it. No, uh, it's just a, it's very faint. Yeah. Interesting beer by Backwoods (laughs) Brewing out of Carson, I believe. So, yeah, well, this is a uh, fruit-inspired beer uh, episode. I guess episode, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not really. I mean, we've got a uh, great episode coming at the listeners. Uh, Dragon's Gate Brewing, which is a uh, Belgian brewery out of non-Belgian, Milton Freewater, Oregon. So um, Tim and I ran into this place, wine tasting over in Walla Walla a few weeks back. Dragon's Gate? Dragon's Gate Brewing. Yeah. God, I know that. I know that name. It's a fantastic brewery, so we'll go more in depth on that and then uh, do a little bit of discussion about the timbers. We haven't talked about timbers in a while. No. Hot timbers talk. And then, uh, what else? You brewed. So we'll talk a little bit about that brewing yeah. and uh, see how that went. So, But now we're drinking some beer. So what are you drinking on number two there? Did you try sipping that? Haven't yet. And I'm still enjoying that number one. All right. Well, we'll slowly work through these. we got four beers sitting here for the listeners. Working on Backwoods Brewing. Ooh. Dreamsicle. Whoa, did you try number two? You don't go from number one <laughs> to number two. Bad idea. What's wrong with two? No. Oh. Totally different flavor profile. Yeah. Totally. Um, Still getting fruit. Yeah, but I don't... Do, dragon fruit, maybe? <laughs> I, I don't know. No. It's a uh, black pilsner with orange. Oh, I'm not tasting that at all. It's Old Town in Space. Old Town Brewing collaboration with Ecliptic Brewing. Take a look at that can. So, it's a cool can. Yeah, you know I've noticed um, ever since the the COVID thing hit and everybody switched over to cans from bottles. Yeah, the bottle shortage created a can pre- shortage. A can shortage, <laughs> and then the can shortage created everybody going to just the blank can and then doing their own sticker on it. Yeah, yeah. And some of the stickers are pretty impressive artwork. Yeah, no, that's that's a pretty good one. So huh. yeah, we're doing a uh, we're doing two collabs tonight. So it'll be kind of fun to see how that shakes out. All right, well, let's uh, play a little commercial here, a little fun commercial, and uh, we'll come back and talk about beer two, beer three. Beer is not the answer. Beer is the question. Yes is the answer. I want someone to look at me. The way I look at beer. 
beer, the best damn drink in the world because beer makes everything better. You can't buy happiness, but you can buy beer and that's kind of the same thing. They say there's freedom in beer and a drink like that deserves to be had anytime, anywhere, isn't it? But often it becomes difficult to carry your beer around or stock it. And we realized it's genuinely a problem. A drink as free as beer doesn't deserve to be bottled up. As the leading beer brand of the country, it's our responsibility to keep our consumers satisfied with clutter-breaking innovations. A beer that's free of all the packaging that is easy to store, carry or drink anytime, anywhere. Sounds impossible, right? Well, not really. Not when you have the best brewers in the country, makers of the world-class Kingfisher beer working on the problem. Presenting Kingfisher Instant Beer. Add to chill water. Stir. And voila! Enjoy the good times anytime, anywhere. Mm, same great taste. Cheers! When we were briefed about the product idea for Kingfisher Instant Beer, we felt it was an extremely challenging proposition. The same great taste and quality, all packed into a sachet that you could carry around in your pocket? Impossible. But then, as the leading beer brand in the country, if we won't address the consumer need, then who will? So how did we do it? See, when beer has fermented, you can look at it as water and dry matter. The freeze-drying process separates the two. By putting both of these together, you theoretically get the same beer back. So our Kingfisher Instant Beer Packet comes with two sachets in it. One is the beer powder, and then there is carbonation powder. All you need to do is add this powder into chilled water, mix it, which turns it into carbonated water. And then go on to empty the beer powder in it, and mix it. And you have a pitcher full of good times. Cheers! No more house party worries where stocking up the fridge is a nightmare and your beer bottles fight for space. No more carrying around the weight of beer cases. The good times travel along with you in your pocket. And yes, think good times on tap right at your home when your huge gang of friends arrive to party the night away. Introducing Kingfisher Instant Beer. Make good times anytime, anywhere, your way. King Fisher Instant Beer. Instant Beer. Have you ever had Instant Beer? No. Would you try Instant Beer? I probably would. What about Beer 3? Is that Instant Beer? It, it, <laughs> it, it should be. <laughs> that way I can just toss it. I haven't even tried Beer 3. Um, please do. <laughs> Dowser. Dowser. <laughs> How's that for a pucker factor? So that is uh, Mrs. Mickelson's Lemon Squares. It's a sour ale made with Myers Lemon by <laughs> Stickman Brewing. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of Myers God. Lemon in it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, so we started off Backwoods Dreamsicle. Ooh. Then onto the collab between Old Town and Ecliptic. Old yep. Town in Space, a black pilsner with orange. Stickman's Mrs. Mickelson Lemon Squares. <laughs> God. Oh, and we'll try four here in a second. If you, if you love a super sour beer, that's yeah. the one for you. <laughs> it is. It's sour. Man. It's a pucker upper. Make sure you use the P in the pucker. Now, here's what I would recommend you do for beer four. 
All right. Use beer one to clear your palate, <laughs> then go to beer four. You were saying, so far out of the beers you've tasted, beer one's the only one you're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's because I did the, the taste order incorrect, I believe. If, if you get your palate cleansed out, four is not bad. But if you still have that that Mrs. Myers lemon on there, it messes with the taste. Oh, yeah. I just went backwards from Mrs. Mickelson's over to the drink sale. <laughs> oh, and it's like, wow. Night and day. Weird. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, so let's talk about Dragon's Gate Brewing out of yeah. Milton Freewater. So I had the chance to uh, head over to Walla Walla with our uh, favorite mascot, Tim. And he and I and his lovely bride and my lovely bride uh, did some wine tasting. But he's like, hey, we've got to check out this place. There's a place in Milton Freewater that does Berlin, not Berlin, Belgian beers. And uh, and we I think they're open. So we headed over there on a Friday night. And the place was packed. Yeah. But in order to get there, you head out towards these farm roads, like six miles out of Milton Freewater, which is alone by itself. Mm -hmm. And you're out in the middle of the country amongst like horse and sheep farms and uh, cows and all sorts of stuff. And then all of a sudden there's this castle looking place and, and an outbuilding and picnic tables in the grass. And it's kind of got this like, castle motif knight in shining armor jousting pit all sorts of stuff and this really really cool brewer inside by the name of adam and so uh we tried his beers and his beers were awesome any ideas that was there you think you you think you know the name you know yeah it's funny because i i would swear that i've got this guy's business card in my my wallet somewhere um i would have swore i met him Probably six to eight years ago, maybe. Oh, really? Uh, and was going to go out and check his stuff out, and then never got around to it. Never made it out there. Huh? Yeah, he's a he's an awesome guy. Again, he specializes in Belgian style farmhouse type beers. Um, building a new tap room, kind of back towards the main part of town. Yeah. But for now, their place is totally cool. So, him. I mean, for how busy they were. He totally broke away, did an interview with Tim and I, and uh, then let us taste out of the Zwickle on a couple different things he had, which yeah. was fantastic. Always fantastic. So let's give the interview a listen and uh, learn more about Dragon's Gate Brewery out of Milton Freewater. All right, Jason from the Timbers here. I'm at Dragon's Gate Brewing here in Milton Freewater. And, uh, <laughs> and for the listeners, if you have no idea where that's at, um, if you drive north of Pendleton, we're here. We're in Milton Freewater. And so, awesome place. We're literally just a stone's throw from the state line of Oregon and Washington. And so, uh, I'm here with Tim, and I'm here with the owner of uh, Dragon's Gate Brewing, uh, Adam. And so, Adam, thanks for having us out, man. No, thank you. It's uh, great to have you guys. Yeah. So, tell for the listeners, uh, tell us how you founded Dragon's Gate. What's your background in brewing? Kind of, what are you doing here? So, about... Twelve years ago, we started off as a, uh, we were kind of home brewers in Southern California and then uh, kind of retired and bought the farm and moved up here and kind of put this together when we were in L.A. and found that it was kind of cost prohibitive. So we, on our new place, we have 10 acres, it's a 10-acre farm, and we started growing hops and we converted an old barn and had a little kind of one-barrel homebrew system and kind of started brewing uh, Belgian beers. We've been to Belgium 
in the Netherlands several times and love the beers and the style. So that's kind of what we've been brewing ever since. Sweet. So uh, where I'm having, a, I believe, a triple and you're having Saison? Yeah, the farmhouse Saison. Yeah, you're having the Saison. So uh, I'm noticing your brew setup here. So Portland Kettle Works brew setup. You showed me the original brew setup here that you started in. Plastic conical fermenter, a little bit oversized from what a normal home brewer would do. What did you? What were you brewing on as a home brewer back in California? Uh, we were just kind of just doing the pails and doing kind of brewing a bag and kind of no all grain and then it wasn't until i moved up here and bought this new system that we started doing kind of all grain and we have uh four no seven conical fermenters in the back that are stainless steel from uh stout tanks oh from stout tanks right down i'm actually from tiger that's my place so yeah Yeah. shout out to my guys at stout tank so all right well so got a cool theme here um we've got kind of a what Dragon theme, castle theme, medieval. Yeah. It's kind of dark. We have uh, three Frisian horses. Okay. And for kind of marketing, we dress up in parades and knights' outfits and different types of costumes and stuff. And we have these big black horses and we carry our Dragon's Gate flags kind of stuff. So I'm seeing a gravel like, like, demonstration area here I'm, I'm picturing joust pits like i'm seeing in vegas we've at some asked, show yeah we've been asked to do joust. <laughs> there's actually uh one of our club members is uh was on extreme jousting okay and he keeps kind of asking to come out here and do some extreme jousting and stuff so. all right if this happens i've got to know about this because we're coming out to witness this so there's black lights around the outside too so this thing it's open till seven i think yeah. right yeah, yeah so uh, but Black lights, the place kind of glows. It kind of has this castle look. Yeah. Yeah, we have uh, several uh, kind of lights kind of create a nice ambience out here. Um, like I said, we have a large seating area with the half dozen picnic tables. And we have a big fire pit and kind of have a big fire and sit around there. It's kind of a – we wanted a really kind of a comfortable area that, that I myself would like to hang out with. So that's kind of what we – doing so how's the distribution scene here so you are serving beer out of this place here and you're gonna have a new place that you're opening up uh over in milton free water as well right yeah yeah so um are you distributing your beer in kegs or casks no i see a head shake no so do you have a vision of doing that or are you just totally looking at just selling taps always sold taps really we used to we used to bottle when we first started and it just got kind of cost prohibitive we're doing uh 750 belgian bottles with cork and a wire hood yeah we're doing all that, and then uh, we've been asked several times to distribute our beer, but we just choose not to. Okay. So uh, tell me about the chocolate beer. My wife's having this chocolate beer. It is ridiculous. It is awesome. And as I'm typing it into Untapped, I see there's an imperial version of that. Like, what? where did this idea come from? It tastes a lot like uh, a Belgian-inspired cocoa cow from Sun River Brewing, yeah. which won, like, a, beer, a gold medal at Gabbuff. So... Have you entered competitions? Where did this beer come from? What is the inspiration? Uh, my wife just wanted a really kind of a chocolatey beer, and we, we came up with, it's called the Mort Arthur or the Death of Arthur, and we poured it. Uh, we actually poured it at NanoFest several years ago, and and we've won all sorts of awards for it, and it's one that we probably brew, brew maybe two or three times a year, especially around Valentine's Day. Okay. But it uh, it's just a, a really big chocolatey stout. Chicks dig dig the dessert beer, especially those chocolatey stouts. So that's awesome. Good. Well, what else should I know about your brewery? Um, 
that we don't know that the listeners would find fascinating? What what we should what should we know? Uh, that we we mainly do, like I said, we do kind of Belgian and kind of farmhouse sales. We have a barrel program. We do uh, a lot of barrel aging saisons and different uh, golden ales that we uh, do on Brett, uh, and then we barrel age. Do a lot of fruit beers with uh, mix with uh, cherries, um, raspberries, and then pretty much since we're in a rural rural agricultural area, we actually have people bring in fruit. <laughs> And say, hey, can you blend this in a beer? And we have one people bring in a pluot, which is a plum apricot. Ooh. And we actually blend that with our Saison. <laughs> and then uh, I have a, a winemaker who makes our wine. Just dropped off four barrels that were French oak that were just dumped with cab. And we'll probably be putting uh, our strong ale, our Saison, and our wit in those. It's, uh, we put uh, cherries in those. Sweet. And then we also have Brett. Uh, you got Brett, too, in it? Yeah. So any uh, open-air fermentation? You're doing a cool ship stuff or anything like that? We have a little tiny cool ship. Yeah, I see it uh, over there. We did uh, experiment several years ago, but I haven't had time. You got the farm setting. I mean, you got the farm setting, open air, open no, the garage doors, do your thing, right? I, I have lots of farmers. <laughs> they've asked, I've asked them if I could put cultures out in their orchards, and they've said, sure, come on out and... Uh, put a culture out there to collect some wild yeast. So I haven't really... Down the road, right? Yeah, down the road. And then uh, from there, the, the future's unknown, right? I mean, you'd be the first open-air fermentation guy, I think, in this area, this, right? This, that, is not, this is not a beer or a style of beer that I would ever think would be in Milton Free Water. I mean, a Bel- it's good Belgians, too. And yeah. it's like, this is nice. Nicely done, bravo. Actually, when we opened, there was no other breweries in the valley. Okay. Or the Walla Walla Valley, we're the first brewery here, and and everybody kind of looked at us, going, "You're doing Belgian what?" And you know, everybody, we had cowboys come out here with these build belt buckles, and you know, you have anything in a can, and all we drink is PBR, PBR, <laughs> and stuff. And they ended up buying half of our stock one time because they just they fell in love with our beer because they'd never had anything like it before. So, well, it's fine beer, awesome setting, and uh, I'm glad we stopped by. So, excellent recommendation, Tim. So come visit Adam and uh, this awesome brewery here, uh, Dragon's Gate Brewing, here in Milton Freewater. And so uh, outstanding Belgian beers. And uh, thanks for your time, Adam. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're back. Adam, big thanks, man, from uh, Dragon's Gate Brewing over in Milton Freewater. Um, Thanks for the time on the interview. Thanks for the uh, sips off the cask. Uh, Man great place if you happen to be over doing wine tasting in the walla walla area or just passing through check out dragonscape brewing yeah um funky funky medieval theme um he says he does a wicked halloween where he's got like all sorts of knights and shining armor i bet dragons. it's pretty cool halloween over mm-hmm. there yeah you, you could see up in the rafters all of us stu- halloween stuff was yeah up there. yeah it's a ridiculous place so definitely we'll be back um as we visit walla walla a couple times a year so uh but check this place out. It's totally off the hook. So uh, The other thing is I couldn't bring back beer because it wouldn't last in the growler. Oh, yeah. And so and he doesn't bottle. And so I was uh, like, man, you saw me trying to angle for a bottle of that uh, Imperial chocolate. I was like, hey, I hear you do this Imperial chocolate. And he quickly read through that whole shtick. It was like, no. <laughs> so, um, And again, Tim, nice work pulling that one off. 
Um, I had looked them up, and I was like, yeah, we got no shot. We're with the women. We're going to be wine tasting. There's no way we pull this one off. Yeah. We pulled it off. So Very nice. And it was much better than any of the other breweries that we tried in the Walla Walla Valley. So yeah. uh, we tried Quirk. We tried um, Crossbuck. We tried a bunch. And I just was not happy with most of those breweries for a number of reasons. Some of them was the setting. Some of it was just the beer in general. Yeah. Um, but this place, Dragon's Gate, totally a surprise. Definitely check it out. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, so we tried beer three. So we'll review. Beer one was the Dreamsicle from Backwoods. Yep. Beer two, Old Town and Space. <laughs> a Black Pilsner and Orange. A collab by Old Town and Eclipse. Ecliptic, you got the hiccups. Yeah, it's that beer that gave it to you. And then uh, Mrs. Mickelson's Lemon Square Sour Ale with Meyer Lemons by yep. Stickman Brewing. And beer four, what do we got here? Beer four is a collab between Ooh. Ecliptic and Von Ebert, and it's the Blackberry Myers Lemon Ale. So, and you drained yours. Yeah, it's gone. Let me see that. Um, it's actually decent if you don't try and follow it after drinking the other Myers lemon beer. <laughs> um, you got to get your palate cleansed off before you do that. Oh yeah, that's but not their that at combination all. is really good. I thought. Well, the Mrs. Mickelson's from Stickman's is sour ale, and I think this one from Von Ebert and Ecliptic is not trying to be a sour ale. This no. is just a straightforward just a straightforward almost beer. essence of lemon and yeah. blackberry. And it, they did a really good job on that blend, I think. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. So, um, I don't know, I'm kind of digging this Mrs. Mickelson's. Of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie between that and the old town and space. Um, <laughs> no yeah. said no one. You you can keep drinking all of that. It's all yours. I have no problem letting you drink it. Uh, well, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. Try some beers we haven't seen before. So, it's very different. Um, I'm not bashing on the beer. It's just not my taste. Not your taste. Well, yes. tell us about what you got brewing there, Gary. Um, at the house. Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, your taste? Well, so I did a white stout again this year. Um, but this year. I managed to find a coffee bean that was done by Guinness where they roasted the coffee bean at the same temperatures that they did their malts. Oh. Um, I think I actually got you that coffee for Christmas. You did, yeah. Um, So I decided, you know, hey, I'll let Jason tell me how the coffee was. And if I remember correctly, you told me it was pretty decent coffee. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to order two more bags of that and... I threw a pound into the white stout. When I went to bottle it, I think it's going to taste absolutely amazing. <laughs> Problem is, I can only make one more batch of that. And is there no more coffee, right? No more coffee. Because it was a limited edition coffee unless they decide to continue to do it. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, I'm uh, looking forward to it. So when is it going to be ready? That'll be ready in another week. How the you hadn't brewed in quite a while? How the brew no. brew day go? Uh, the brew day was a little slower than normal, just to to work all the kinks out. But everything went really smooth. There there wasn't any uh, equipment malfunctions or anything else, which was nice. I just took my time with it, and 
really uh really just let the the you know how you you run the water over uh you do your wash at the end of your mash yeah to sparge to, to yeah to really make sure you get the sugar content that's residual and they're left out yeah i did that for a long time i think i did a 4 hour sparge whoa um as well as just letting it sit there and drain out so I could get everything out of it. Yeah. And I think it paid off. Wow. So you're able to pull all the residual sugars and starches out. You think you got full conversion? And what do you... I think you, I got more than full conversion because when I looked at the program... Yeah. Um, the, uh, the ABV on it was supposed to be, I think, like 5.8... Uh, 5.6 or 5.8 or something like that. And my final reading came out to 6. So I got way more than what the conversion was. Wow. Well, well done. So I'm happy with it. Crazy. It it just literally was a full day of brewing. Right. And and that just, it took way too much time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you hadn't done it in a while. So, and, uh, you know, when you're. You're in the flow of brewing or doing whatever. Things just go quicker. It's like more like clockwork. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, you were just a little getting rusty. back on the horse. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, that's excellent. Well, let's uh, give it a quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about future episodes, where the uh, podcast might go next. And uh, with that, we'll come back in a few. There's just one Schlitz. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else comes near when you're out of Schlitz. You're out of beer If you like it light with a big taste too There's only one brew that will do When you're out of Schlitz you're out of beer. Real gusto in the great light beer Schlitz. All right, we're back. There's some Schlitz. Schlitz beer. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, hey, that Kingfisher, what do you think of those instant beers? Should we try to get some? If we could, that'd be really interesting to try, actually. So that was an April Fool's joke done in 2019 by Kingfisher Brewing. Yeah. Got six million views on YouTube <laughs> of people like, what the hell? <laughs> now, now they're like, you guys have to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for the listeners out there, there's no such thing as instant beer. Just letting you in. Just letting you in. At least I know Tim yet. was like Googling that right now. He's like, where can I find that? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, we've been in communication with Integrity Brewing and uh, trying to reach out to the 649 Tap House to yeah. try to hook up. But uh, I think we're just about nailed down as far as meeting the guys over at uh, Integrity Brewing. Okay. Um, which is over in the Aloha area. Aloha. Um, but they're known for some kind of crazy beers, which first on your list has got to be this peppermint cocoa porter. Why's that got to be on my list? <laughs> Because you love peppermint. Peppermint is good. What about a smoked plum ale? No. 
That's up. That's right up Tom, uh, Tim's alley. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. I, well, totally. Yeah, smoked plum ale. It says, yeah. We're totally stoked when you find out this complex and smoky beer will pleasantly remind you of a Sunday morning with hints of malt and cinnamon. And most importantly, bacon. <laughs> bacon. <laughs> and they got a uh, other beer here called Who the F is McLeod? And this Uh-oh. is Scotch Ale. Mm. Who the F is McLeod? Who the F is McLeod? You don't need to know who McLeod is to appreciate this beer and its rich coffee and dark chocolate notes. Take heart in the fact that he would be proud of us for brewing it. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, there you go. McLeod. There it is. McLeod. So anyways, they got a bunch of beers here. Um, Integrity Brewing out of Aloha, Oregon. Um, Purely distributing their beer out amongst the taps in the west side here. Yeah. So you can go to their tap tracker, check them out. But we're going to meet with them and hopefully profile them here on the podcast. So. That would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. We'll see what see what they got on tap, see if they got anything stashed away that we can try out. So Cool. All right, man. Well, let's talk Timbers. So Timbers are playing. Yeah. Fans are now back in the stadium at a Some. very small percentage. Some stand, yeah. 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 So what do we think? Uh, They're going to win the championship? Uh, I think it's way too early to be asking that question. <laughs> They're going to win CONCACAF against Club America? That'd be cool if they did. Um, What's your gut telling you? I think Club America's tough, man. Uh, Club America's really tough. Um, but you looking at the depth chart that the Timbers have this year, it's, it's actually pretty impressive. As long as they can utilize that talent effectively. Um, and if they do, I think they've got a really good shot at it. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think they're deeper than they have been in a while, especially once they get their injury guys back. Yeah. Right? So, Nizgoda, um, Siba, Ebo, Clark. Once all those guys start coming back, they're pretty deep. Yeah. And uh, it'll be kind of fun to watch and see what they do. And the cool thing is the core's been playing together. So um, most of those guys have been playing with each other for year after year. So they kind of just kind of know each other and can kind of slip in and fill for each exactly. other. Exactly, so It's kind of nice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't think they're uh, MLS Cup type contenders, but you never know. I mean, it depends on when you get hot and sail through. Yeah. I um, mean, we, we thought that in 2015 and they managed to pull it off. So. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how it shakes. I think if Seba's back and he looks like Seba. Yeah. And if Valeri can stay healthy and those guys can make a good run, we'll see. But, um, yeah, there's some good, good soccer going on. And Columbus looks great again. And Seattle uh, is playing out of their minds as well. Yep. So. And LAFC is always tough. So we'll have to see how it looks. But you planning to go to a few games or what are you thinking? You know, I think I'm going to be. I, I was talking to Pixie about this the other day that. Um, it just doesn't feel right to be in in the stadium until it's a full stadium. Uh, to me, it it I don't even want to go anywhere near it until it's back to a full stadium. Right. It and, just doesn't feel like soccer at that point. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, and I think um, it's going to feel very USL esque with yeah. a half full or a third full yeah. stadium. Not even half full. It's like a, an eighth full. Yeah. Um. So, but. 
irregardless, it'd be kind of fun to go in and, and be a small group that's there to support the team. Yeah, but. it'd be kind of cool. I mean, I've already seen the pre-sale thing going on for the home game against Seattle, but yeah. um, I think that's that could be just shit canned depending on what happens with COVID cases. Right. Well, yeah, we know we're expecting something from the governor on Monday about going to the extreme risk category. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects things and fans in the stands right. and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, to the listeners, be safe out there. Be smart. Um, drink good beer. There's a lot of good Oregon beer out here. Yes. Um, we know of another brewery we got invited to that's getting ready to open up. Uh, I believe it's Steeple Jack. Brewery. Steeple Jack. Steeple Jack Brewing, I believe. Yeah. They're getting set to open in July. So uh, that's on the future for us. But uh, the brew scene's still popping, guys. And uh, there's good beer being served and poured and canned and bottled. And uh, reach out and buy good Oregon beer. And um, and then if not, then go brew yourself. Like yeah. Gary there. So Very definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of home brewing opportunities out there. So. And then while you're at it, get a vaccine. So, um, you know, we're non-political, try to keep all that crap off. But the only way we're going to get through this COVID thing is if uh, enough of us either get the damn COVID or get the vaccine. So it's one or the other. Yeah, go be safe and uh, get a vaccine. And hopefully we can all drink beers in the North End here pretty quick. So That'd be nice. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, I think that's all we've got. Um, a big, huge thanks to uh, Adam over at Dragon's Gate Brewing. Uh, shout out to Tim. Thanks for hooking us up with the uh, the brewery and all that good stuff. Pointing that out, uh, integrity. Look for uh, look for a future interview request uh, coming up this week. I know we've been chatting back and forth, but uh, we want you next on the show. So with that, we'll close this bad boy out. Finish this uh, Mrs. Mickelson's Lemon Square Sour Ale. Whew. Tim beers. Thanks for listening to the Portland Tim Beers Podcast. Be sure to visit the Portland Tim Beers Podcast on ACAST.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you love the Tim Beers Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, Tim Beers. Tim Beers.